0: yeah
1: (laughs) yo what is up welcome back to the social seller it is episode two i am so excited today we not only have a special guest but this is the progression of years in the making right and teaching us what is the social seller right the social seller is the new paradigm of sales and getting away from the old ways right what if we provide value first and we actually help people right it's not about slimy tactics and throwing, you know, sales down people's throats or taking advantage of people. No, it's if you're a quality human, quality communicator, and that's why we have Mr. Sean Adams here today. I'm pumped. I'm excited. Sean and I connected about a week ago. So this is going to be vastly different than the previous episode because I'm still getting to know him. What I do know is I'm an energy person and you are too, right? (laughs) The second we met, I knew that we had a lot of similarities. Have you ever felt that with other salespeople? Sometimes. Like you, okay, good right, one. Just communicate. <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean, good in ones. a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, Sean Adams, I'm going to give you a brief intro and then I want you to bring it up. So, I'm excited because you're the first mid- fellow Midwesterner that I get to bring on. Come right? on. Right? So, you're from St. Louis, home of Andy Priscilla. Doesn't he make the Midwest probably look the best out Come of like, any content creator that's constantly doing it? Come on. Um, and the biggest thing, will you look in the camera quick? You have a million dollar smile. This guy can just pull in humans like no other, it's a magnet. So I know you're in the Navy, you're 27 years old, we're the same exact age, yeah. and you're currently doing anywhere from 45 to 50K a month yeah. while being full-time in the Navy. And we'll talk about that here in a second. You're a high ticket sales coach, man. Yeah. You help people get from 0.8 to their ideal, their dream life, yeah. right? So let me hand it off to you. Yeah. Grew up in St. Louis. Yeah. How'd
0: you get to San Diego?
1: Oh man, yeah.
0: That's a killer introduction. Yeah, I grew up in uh, St. Louis. Um, At the time, I used to, you know, want to be like a lawyer. I had like an academic scholarship, Um, was balancing like school with two jobs full time. And I was like, yo, I'm doing all this. Forget this. To just take out loans for law school, I'm cool. (laughs) How far did you make it into school? uh, Second year. I didn't really like it, to be completely honest with you. I, I was always smart, but like, School just felt stupid to me, it just felt wrong. Uh, so I joined the military you know, to become a lawyer, um, wanted to like do something bigger and like better like with my life. Uh, and it brought me to beautiful San Diego, man, and I'm so lucky, so fortunate, so blessed, you know? <laughs>
1: I love it, we share that same excitement, and I think it's also, if you grow up in a place where you have really cold winters, and yeah. I mean, we're talking like, at times it gets 30 below windshields, yep. right? Where you go outside and it hurts your body, and then in the summers, not only 105 degrees, but there's humidity, right? Yep. And then you can find these pockets of the world yep. that have consistent weather, yep. and it's, it's a game-changer, right? When's the
0: last time you've been bit by a mosquito, Connor?
1: Oh, dude, that's been a bit. Exactly. It's been <laughs> like six, six to eight <laughs> months. Yeah, yeah, but it is kind of wintertime, quote-unquote, here. So, exactly. Um, no, I love this. I love this. So how long have you been in SD? Mm-hmm. And you moved out here because of the Navy originally.
0: I did. I've been out in San Diego since 2016.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So you had me beat. You're close. The joke in San Diego is if you've been here, at least, you have to be here 10 years before you're a local, right? So whenever I meet someone that's like, oh, I've been here 20 years or 22 years, I'm like, oh, two-time local. <laughs> you always get a good laugh, right? Um, so I do want to hop in. Sean, for anyone listening, man, how do you spend your time?
0: In production. In production, and if I'm not in production, um, self-like development that's literally like the main thing. You just focus on like what I can create in the world, you know? And I know yeah. like the rest will come if I spend my time actually creating ways to like help people, give value to the marketplace, the life, everything that I want to come to me. So I love that's how I that I spend my
1: time. I love that. And I'm curious, break down production. What does production mean to you?
0: Just like making things happen. Um, actually, you know, getting in communication with people is literally what I call production. Cause if you get in communication with people, that's all like sales is like, it's just communicating with people, figuring out ways to actually like help people, figuring out, you know, what like the marketplace needs and creating, you know, products based on like, you know, that feedback.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. That's exactly right. And just, you know, right before this interview, showing seeing some of your content for the first time on platforms you know i know we're connected on insta and, and you your content's awesome right but seeing that you have almost more social pull on other platforms that i don't so i'm excited to break that down what would you say your your top two social platforms are for actually bringing in business facebook facebook, facebook and facebook <laughs> all right i'm excited to, to break that down a little bit facebook, and facebook yeah just to hop in because i come from an instagram background right and helping brands and professionals turn followers to customers yep. right and that was like four years ago, right? That was the progression of Uptown. Now, we never really dabbled on Facebook. So are you in the groups? Are you pursuing the dollar eighty strategy? Like what, what does that look like? What have you found currently today that works the best for you on oh, Facebook? Man,
0: I love Facebook groups. I love Facebook groups because like, and there's like some super secret squirrel stuff that I'm giving you guys. So like, I just always believe in like positioning yourself at like the bottom of the funnel. And it may be a little crazy, but, like, one of the best tactics, i give you some super secret scroll stuff, is, like, to, like, actually go through, like, a paid program. So, like, buy, like, a course for, like, $97 that's, like, a competitor or, like, in your, like, your field or, like, niche. And then just genuinely give more back to the well than, like, you take. Actually, like, be there and try to, like, help people and, like, it'll just blow your business up. It'll blow your business up. It's crazy. I like Facebook over Instagram because it's an entirely different demographic. Like, how many times have you seen, like, CEOs of, like, companies that have, like, 200 followers barely use Instagram? Oh, yeah, they don't. It's, it's It's, like, there, right? Their assistant told them they need one. Exactly. Some intern, and and they don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's a waste of time for most of them. And I've just been a big believer in, like, high ticket, you know? Like, I just feel like it's, like, more ethical for, like, you and more ethical for, like, the people you deal with. Like, you know, like, I have this um, belief that, like, You know outcomes from come from like sacrifice and sacrifice i mean outcomes come from commitment and commitment comes from sacrifice so the more people sacrifice the more like that committed they'll be to something and the more committed you are to something the better results you'll get right and you'll feel a lot better you know like once you get actually, like, paid, like, your worth, I feel like a lot of coaches, a lot of people, they try to, like, do, like, hourly or they try to, like, do a lot of free service, and they're, like, dreading work. But when somebody pays you, like, ten, twenty, thirty, forty, even $50,000 for your service, yeah. and you know you can, like, over-deliver on that, it's just a better win-win for, you know, both people involved. Yeah.
1: No, I love that. I love that. And that, that makes so much sense. And I've experienced in my life that, you know, when you're dealing with adversity and you're feeling the lowest lows, you're so fucking close to, yeah. to some big wins, right? And I just recently went through probably one of those biggest dips in my life and and I love it, right? It brought out a version of me that I've never experienced. I'm so happy. I'm proud of who I am today, personally, professionally, like spiritually, right? But I had to feel some depths <laughs> and it sucked, man, right? Like getting out of that shit and, and moving forward. Um, but then you, you break into something new, right? You... you you start to identify who you are. And I feel like when you have that authentic voice and you're coming from a loving state, right? Like yeah. that's why you're on this, right? Yeah. When we talked, you didn't want to plug anything. You're here to provide value. And that's genuinely what we want to do with the social seller. So I love that you break that down. And hard work is one thing. Consistency is one thing. But when you do it, and, and for me in this last six months, I was doing it for like four months straight. And I'm like, what the hell? Like nothing would like, I knew the yeah. ceiling was right here and I yep. couldn't get it. Yep. And then you start to get a little discouraged, but you just keep going, keep going. And this past week was transformational. That's awesome. Transformational.
0: And what'd you do that was like different? Like what, how did you get through like that plateau? Because I have I love have theory I on that. That, that we're flipping it. Yes, let's go. Right. Great communicators. Yeah. 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 So
1: I think there were a couple of things. Right. So for me, it was it was just the consistency. It's really when you are so close to giving up, that is when you have to keep pushing through. Right. And the last few weeks, I probably wasn't as happy with myself and and how I was performing for the team. Right. Like I'm always going to hold myself to a, a really high standard. And this week just changed that. And I think that it was a lot on the mindset. For me, it was getting back to my normal routines. Anyone that knows me personally knows that I am extremely routine heavy. I like waking up early. Um, I like going to bed early, Monday through Friday, right? But that, I think it was the consistency. And then the other part was I have a good friend. who's a spiritual healer. And we actually talked about it because you're going to meet Denise here. And she was kind enough to come over and give me uh, my first like Reiki session, right? So for anyone that doesn't know, this is probably on like the alternative health side of things, but it deals with your chakras, right? We have seven. She opened them up, cleaned this blockage like with bells or not bells, but tuning forks and in these special bowls, right? And when I first moved out here, I wouldn't probably like believe in any of this. And I just did. I was helping a friend, but I wanted to experience this first. You know, I love doing things for the first time. But this happened the night before all of a sudden, you know, like closing 20K the next day or 18, right? And getting a verbal commitment for 20K 30 days from now because it's a government agency. So we're just waiting for the mail check, right? So I don't want to say it was only that. The timeliness is crazy. And I also think the universe has a big play in it too. I think working our ass off, yep. taking action aligned with our values, the universe gives those people more breaks, yep. right? Would you consider yourself a lucky person?
0: I would. But I also will say the fact that luck favors the prepared. That's exactly where I was going.: You, you know, I'm and the luckiest fucking person yeah. in the world I feel. Like that I genuinely feel that way. Luck favors the prepared, and I just feel like sometimes you get like moments like me and you, we're going to do a lot of business together. Yeah. And it was luck that we came across each other. But had I not, like, we not been positioned, had we not, like, been prepared, then we would have never even been able to, like, take advantage of it. Yeah. You know? If that makes sense. So it's just, like, you got to be prepared to take advantage of, like, opportunities once they, like, come your way. And that's just, like, the truth. So when you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And for, like, viewers,
1: listeners that are maybe new to entrepreneurship, or let's say they might be younger, they might be in their teens, they might be in their 20s or 30s or 40s, whatever, and they're at this point where they think – you know, they know that they could be doing something more. Maybe they could start their own thing. But I know for me, when I started, I felt like I, didn't, I couldn't live the day-to-day life and, and go places and see opportunity like my friends that were entrepreneurs, right? What would you say to someone that maybe doesn't have the skill set yet to identify opportunity? How do they start
0: practicing that, right? Yeah. So I just feel like that's a very good question. I just feel like if you're going hard, like really like going hard and trying like entrepreneurship and like trying to to get results at something and it's not working. If you're going hard in life and you're not winning, it's because like your ethics are like messed up. That's literally what I believe. And that ethics, I mean like, oh, you're not a bad person, but like you want to be Michael Jordan, but you're not like practicing you know you want people to invest in you but you don't invest in yourself yeah you want to be a millionaire but you don't make your bed in the morning mm-hmm. that's just not ethical you want to have a nice smile but you don't brush your teeth and floss it's not ethical yep. it doesn't make sense you want to have a good relationship but you cheat on your spouse it's not you're out of ethics it's not yep. you're never going to win that way so I believe the best investment you can make is into yourself and you have to kind of be humble and actually get like a mentorship I'm a big believer yes. in like mentorship I've probably spent over $80,000 in the last 10 months on mentorship. Just, mentorship, just mentorship, just mentorship. Yeah. But that's why I literally, you know, I didn't freaking gain the ability to make 50,000 a month until like I spent 50,000 in like my own development. And that's just like the truth. I love it. I, I love it. I love it.
1: And I had imposter syndrome in this sense that I didn't want to spend money. Yeah. I'm a frugal person, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing well right now in life, but I'm a frugal person. And early on, I was like, why the hell? Like, I'm gonna play this student card thing and try to get some mentors. But you hit this ceiling, right? If you wanna continue growing, your mentors need to grow too, right? Like, you have to level up your mentors. And moving out here, I realized that, right? I was so fortunate to have three or four of the best mentors back in, in Iowa City. And now I have a couple. They're virtual, but I'm not currently paying for any. Um, I'm about to start working with a coach, too. So, um, But always on and off, right? A couple months ago, we were. Our team is, our leadership team. And I don't think enough people understand that you have to put some money into it. And, and I know you you know Kevin Dana. Yeah. Kevin spent, I think he said, 50K or so on just, like, education, mentorship. And I know he'll pay, like, he wouldn't even think about it, right? He'll pay $1,000 to hop on a 30-minute call with a high-ticket sales coach, right? Like, that's no problem. I want to learn what this person thinks. Now, I think what you're talking about too is you open up this really cool opportunity for humans that most people don't experience, right? When you pay for these high-level people, you get to start spending time with them. And when you start spending time with them, just like yourself, I look up to you, Sean. Mm -hmm. Dude, you are at a level, you've created things in your your personal brand, your content, like you see things differently. And and we're going about it in different ways, so I really have a ton of appreciation for it. by simply spending time with the people you look up to, and these people have to continue leveling up, you can just, you just realize that it's simple, that successful people have simple filters, right? Whoa, this guy's human, he's just like <laughs> me, but the more time you spend with them, yeah. all of a sudden naturally you start working harder, yep. and naturally your routine might get better, right? Yep. You see these things that they do. 100%. Yeah, who's the most successful person that's been in your life or helped you, and, and how was that? When did they come into your life?
0: Oh. Uh... I would say the most successful person right now that i know is probably like my number one coach his name is mike mike if you're watching this shout out he's a great mike? great 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 man um last month he did 2.1 mil wow you know In and sales like high ticket coaching. coaching
1: yeah that's awesome that's, that's you guys that's that's a really high level like very very few people i mean that's top one percent of I don't know what 10th of a percent, right? Like that's, that's awesome.
0: That's, that's insane. Um, And he's just a very like kind and like ethical guy. And like, you know, we have a lot of like the same like philosophies, like the more you actually want to help people, the more money, like you will actually like create, like when I take on clients, it's not even like about like the money. Like, I'll be honest with you, if I could help people for free, I would. Yeah, I really would. But there's this thing called ethics. And if I want to teach you how to have like your own high ticket business, if I want to teach you how to like feel comfortable asking somebody for $30,000, but you've never invested anything yourself, yeah. you're going to be out of ethics and it's not going to work. I can ask somebody for $50,000 ethically because I've spent way more. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So Absolutely. I do it for them, you know, that's to be honest. And you speak on a, a critical point, And <laughs>
1: I love this because this is such a good context and conversation to bring up because when you get to a certain point, you, I know you look at yourself and I feel in myself, I have this moral obligation to help. Yep. I have to get paid yep. what I know I deserve yep. to help the people that I know are willing to work to get to the highest level yep. possible too, right? And I know you're the same way, you wanna yep. help, but there's, there's degrees of, I have to live my life. If I try to help everyone and not earn an income, right? Not only am I taking away from the business, but I'm taking away from the bigger picture on this global scale and how we positively influence on a global scale, right? So I have to think big picture. Sometimes
0: in the short term you can't, which also goes back to pay for a mentor. Yep.
1: Pay for courses, be around these people. Laws I, of
0: proximity. I, I, don't, I don't do a lot of courses. Courses are cool, but for me I, I haven't done courses yet because like, I really want to, like, for me it's not about the money. You can make a lot more money with courses because like, you don't have to be there, you record it once. But I really want to get results. Like When people invest with me, I want it to be the best money they ever spent like in their life and I wanted to know like your opinion on that you say get paid your worth like what do you what do you mean by that because I believe there's like four types of like exchange
1: yeah yeah yeah. so so I'm more in regards to like the priority and timeline right so if I'm not focusing on my highest priority right now and, and for you know for me it's, mm-hmm. it's leading the sales team and it's closing deals and it's doing high-level partnerships for uptown creation right and yep. and we're in a really good spot right now if I'm doing things that are taking away from that, whether it's taking away mental energy, physical energy, um, just time, right? Yeah. Time's probably the biggest one, that it's gonna throw me off. Yeah. And when you start to really value your time, I look at my, my time in my window is like, 6 a.m. to, to 1 p.m. is like my, gold, my golden hours, right? like That's where I know my brain's working efficiently. So then, even later in the day, so what I'm getting back to is I just prioritize it. I see it as a timeline, right? Yep. So I value myself saying, I have a moral obligation because I know I'm going to positively influence on a global scale, yep. right? And I know you think in, in the same light, you think big picture and you yep. have, you can say it with conviction because you know it's going to happen. There's 100%. no other alternative, yeah. right? I mean, what I love is we met, you go, you know, as soon as I'm out of the Navy, this, the Navy, you know, I got into it for the right reasons, right? And you did. Yeah. You did. What I love is you're a value-based man. Yeah. Right? You take action aligned with values. Yeah. That is what a social seller is. Yep. It is being a quality human, leading by example. and you go from mentioning, yeah, well, in a few months I'll be out of the Navy, and at that point I'll be at a million a month. And I love it because your coach has already done it, so you know it's achievable, and you're mm-hmm. around someone that can teach you those systems, the processes, what it looks like, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd love to dive in. Why did you get into the Navy originally? Can you explain
0: that and, and where you're kind of at today? Yeah, awesome. Uh, I just wanted to, like, you know, serve like, my country and like, just do something different and kind of like, be like my own man. Nobody in my family had, like, served um and they make a lot of sacrifices like a lot and I, I if it was up to me i think everybody should do 4 years i know that sounds crazy but i think they have like a lot more like appreciation um so i just really wanted to do that And I don't want to be on my high horse and say, oh, like, I just want to serve my country. That was, like, the main thing. Also, like, the benefits, you know, like, um, I didn't want to pay for law school at the time. Turns out I didn't even, like, (laughs) go to law school. By the way, if you're watching, California is one of three states in the country where you can become a lawyer without going to law school. Look it up. Save yourself some money. (laughs) Chris, (laughs) I know you'll be listening to this. (laughs) So um, that was, like, the main thing. I really just wanted to, like, get away and, like, just, you know, venture off on like a new path and like a new start and actually do something like that I felt like would be like great
1: yeah. in my life. Yeah. And, and what's wild is it wasn't like you were a, a teenage dropout. I was almost going to say teenage dirtbag. I don't know if you remember that <laughs> no. song. Like, yeah. <laughs> but you got into it when you were already two years into law school. And I think that also speaks to your values. And that, that's what speaks to me. What do you think growing up in the Midwest has enabled you to do that kind of gives you a, a an advantage maybe in life or communicating with people?
0: Um, genuine. I just feel like, you know, what they call us, uh, from Missouri, the show me state, you got to show me. So you just have to be real, you have to be genuine, uh, you have to be like just honest and I feel like that's like helped me a lot in my career. I'm just real genuine and like honest and some people, they don't like it, you know, to to be completely honest but like I got to do like what I feel like is ethical. Like if I genuinely care about you and like you're doing something that I feel like is maladaptive to like your success, I owe it to you ethically and morally to be like, hey man, like yo, like you doing this is not in alignment with your goals, like fix it. You know what I mean? Like if I genuinely care about you. And I just feel like we live in like a society where like people see stuff wrong, but they're scared to like have an opinion or like say it, you know? Yeah. And that's really the beauty of like coaching. Because you have, like, the licensed professional, you know, but they can only stick to, like, the contract. They can't give you, like, some type of – sometimes they can't give you, like, financial advice or they can't meet with you for more than, like, an hour. And then you have, like, the friend who they love you and they're compassionate, but they're scared to, like, rub your feathers the wrong way. Yep. But then you have the coach who's, like, your friend and the licensed professional. That you're paying. Yeah. they are paying exactly. to tell you. Right? That you can, they can do whatever the fuck they want, you know. Excuse my language. They can do whatever they want, yep. which is – Awesome, you know, and they like genuinely care about you, and there's really like no rules. They're gonna do everything they can do to like help you, which is awesome, and c- hold you accountable. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So I
1: I completely agree, and I didn't like accountability early on. Yeah, in life, I didn't. <laughs> there's thing. still sometimes that I, I feel that I'm like, oh god, but then I remind myself with that awareness. It's like, no, this is the only way, right? Yeah. And there's studies that have shown, in men. The more we can take criticism from our fellow male, the more alpha we are, right? Whether you're measuring testosterone. So I look at that as like this gas tank almost, right? Now I actively go out to the people that I used to be scared of their opinions because I knew they knew me well and they'd call me out. Now I go to them actively and I get their feedback. And what's awesome is usually it's, it's decent, but I'm looking for the constructive shit, yeah. right? Um, even like these episodes, right? are you know, we got a lot of feedback. We're, we're stepping things up. We know what the next level might look like. Hey, we've never done a podcast before. This is just us trying to provide value back. And I know that's why you're on here too. So, so thanks again. Now I want to switch it. What is the lowest, what's been your lowest point in life and how'd you break through?
0: Um, like in my adult life or in my life period? All I would say the lowest point, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I'm from the. I don't know about you, but my upbringing was like pretty crazy. Like, let's just say I got seven brothers and sisters. We all got different dads. Like, each one of us, you know, I'm not supposed to like be here. I'm, I'm really not. You know, like my mom was like addicted to like heroin. Almost threw me away as a baby. Oh shit. Um, you know, luckily I got taken into like foster care because like she like left me with some people and like never came back. At what um, age? At when I was like a baby. Yeah. Wow. So. I grew up in, like, foster care. You know, you just go through, like, a bunch of, like, crazy, like, adversity. I was lucky enough, by the time I was eight, I got adopted. A uh, relationship with, like, my adopted dad wasn't the best, but, like, one thing he did show me was, like, work ethic, you know? Um, you know, he has, like, five degrees, Ph.D., you know, never took out a student loan ever. Always had a full-time job, a part-time job, and was in school full-time since i known him. Wow. You know? Uh, when I first, you know, moved with him, literally, I remember sleeping on the ground like, you know, bullets would come through because we stayed in, like, the projects. Bullets would come through the window, like, legit. Um, It was not safe to sleep in, like, your bed. And by the time I was 17, you know, we had a house in the suburbs and I had a brand new car, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Which is crazy. So I saw, like, how hard work can, like, you know, change everything. Um, But, you know, with that, you know, at the same time, he just was very, like, stuck in his ways and, like, you know, once I decided to join the military, he was doing it out of love. I realized that back then, you know. Um, I, I mean, I realize it now, but back then I didn't. Like, so when I decided to join the military, he was just like, oh, heck no. <laughs> so he, like, kind of kicked me out, took my car, took my phone, and I was, like, homeless for, like, a month before I joined. That wow. kind of sucked. Wow. But, Can you uh, talk about that, though?
1: Yeah. So you, a month, you know, you're – so you're into law school at this point, right? Yeah, no, I was in school. I Okay, was you're in school. Law school. Oh, yeah. okay, I gotcha. I got you. So you're in your second year in school. Yeah. And – at the time, you know, if I was in the same shoes, like, you don't know your dad's coming out of love, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, but he, he's trying to protect you. But in that moment, it's like, you're not supporting me. Yeah, not at all. What did you feel like when someone that's, you know, raised you to, to go from foster care to find a parent at eight and to see where, you know, his work ethic, but then to have that kind of happen? It- what what was going through
0: your mind? Well, there's a lot of things. I could have been a better son. Um, I could have communicated because I believe that communication is like the dissolving of all problems. There's nothing that can't be solved with communication. Like I don't care what happened. If you communicate, you can either prevent it or like overcome it, and that's just the honest to God truth. Yeah. Um. So with that with that being said, how I was feeling like in that moment, I was just like, wow, like that's that's crazy. It still shocks me. I still disagree with it. Um. But you know, you just have to do the do and like get through it, you know? And that's what I did and- I love it. It helped shape me, so. Exactly, I remember walking and I was just like, before I joined the Navy, I was just like, man, I'll never walk again. I just, walking everywhere, I will never walk again. I'll never walk again, ever. I will never in my life walk again. I remember that. I remember that moment. Do you remember the day? Mm, I don't remember the exact day, to be completely honest with you. It had to be sometime in August. Yeah, August. So, I hot day. August, hot ass August day, August and you're
1: walking. Walking. Where are you walking? What was your daily walking routine? Walking to the store.
0: Walking to the store. Literally walking to the store to get, like, some water and, like, some, like, deodorant just to, like, keep myself, like, clean. And it was just like... Wow. <laughs> wow. I'll never forget that, man. I would never forget it.
1: I love that. And thank <laughs> you for sharing, man. Yeah. Because... What I've learned, and I'm continuing to learn, is that the happiest people, guys, the happiest people, a lot of times find a lot of success in whatever ways, right? It might not be financial, but they're happy, and that's what we're looking for in life. But the happiest people have gone through the hardest shit. Yeah. They have felt things that most people haven't, right? And as long as they've pulled themselves out, it's, you know, for a lot of people, that's fuel. Yeah. You just put jet fuel in me. And yeah. I think the other big point that I want to bring out here is your foster dad, because when we're between ages of, like, 5 to 12, mm-hmm. those are pivotal, pivotal ages, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they say, you know, we're a reflection of our environment, right? We become that. And so it was awesome that you had a dad that had degrees, right? But to go from living in the ghetto and having to jump to the floor and, and there's bullets being shot, right, to then graduating high school, and by that time, your dad, you know, you guys lived in a suburb, right? So you saw the progression, and I think there's a handful of... You, you hit the window of opportunity, right? Because I've seen, I have friends and people I know in, in a variety of circles that grew up with a lot of money. Successful parents, right? And maybe they were trust fund. Maybe it was, or maybe they were just successful, yeah. right? It might've been easy. And a lot of people might look at them and go, oh, they have a huge advantage, right? Like they're gonna be very successful. And a lot of times those people might not be, right? Or they get addicted to something yep. or, or there's relationship yep. problems. And so, on the reverse end, I just see the value, because you had a mentor, and you got experience, you had a role model in your life that was in the lows, but you yeah. saw the progression to the yeah, highs. right, that is, I feel that now in you, and I see why you are so energized, my guess is 24-7,
0: oh dude, I'm always, <laughs> I love it, I love it, and, and um, about that, like, I just, I, this is totally off track, I want to say that, like, do you feel like there's a dichotomy uh, between, like, successful people, because I feel like, not all the time, but a lot a lot of times. There's a difference between people that are like self-made and people that like are not necessarily self made, like trust fund babies. Like even like athletes, even like actors, even like musicians, I don't consider them necessarily self-made. They're very talented, but they have like high paying jobs. And they battle things like addiction. They battle things like depression. They battle things with not feeling fulfilled. I personally and I don't want to this, I've never met a self-made millionaire, somebody that actually created something that was not a person of impeccable character. I've never come across it in my life. Like, everybody that's actually been a self-made millionaire that's actually, like, done great things in the world has always been somebody of, like, the highest, the highest character. That's just been my experience. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to completely agree, right? And then,
1: one person comes to my mind. Really? That might be an outlier. Yeah, right? Really? So, in college, I did a ton of business competitions. Yeah. And I think that's where I started to fall in love with this passion, right? Yeah. And being on stage, but you can make money yeah. from it, right? And it's oh, untaxed. Yeah. And when you're in college, like you know, <laughs> it looks good for the university, so they fly you places. And um, I just remember there was this event called CEO, and the College Entrepreneurs Organization, and it was in Tampa. And I went down, and I had some other friends there that knew some connected people, right? And all of a sudden, we were getting invites, me and just a couple friends from, I don't even know, right? This was like <laughs> eight, nine years ago, and we were in this room that it was only like 10 of us, yeah. and all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, the founder of Redbox is going to be coming here. You know Redbox, right? They still have them in yeah. some stores and yeah. things, right? It's still DVDs, yeah. which is starting to feel like they're probably going to be out of, you know, they're they down. won't exist here in a, in a little bit. And I remember being so pumped, and I forget the guy's name, right? And I don't know if he's self-made or not, but he made Redbox, right? This is his company, and I was so looking for it because every successful person up to this point, I mean, I didn't meet that many, right? I was 21, but everyone I had met up to that point, I looked up to and I completely agree. And still today I do. Well, he comes in and he starts and I'm just like so excited. I'm one of two people with my notepad this notepad goes everywhere with me i take notes anytime and i'm yeah, sure you do too yeah. right note takers are money makers on, right man, say it again now note takers are money makers and yes. it is the truth your ha- own handwriting it is it's foundational right like do you write your goals in handwriting like do you have them Come month on, after month you have to <laughs> you have to be disciplined but he so this co-founder right or or founder of redbox comes in he's probably like 55 years old at the time and i'm going to butcher this but Dude, just the opposite. So much ego. It just blew my mind. And I forget, we, we did like a quick little elevator pitch. Everyone that was there, the students kind of did 30 seconds of like, yeah. so the guy had context. And like, hey, our business does this. Um, our business does this. And he stopped on someone. And they, he, whatever, they said the 30-second pitch. And he goes, that's not going to fucking work. And that was like, wait, whoa. How old was what? He? Like, he's got to be kidding. He's like, I would say at the time, 55, oh, 60. That makes sense. And then he ends up going, and coming from the Midwest, this is just really hard for me to hear, right? And I I feel like, because it's just the opposite end of the spectrum, right? We just maybe weren't raised with these people around us. There's pros and cons to anywhere you grow up. But then he started going, I can't believe I'm here in Tampa when I could be on my island waking up not having to worry. And I kid you not, I'm not exaggerating this, guys. I am not exaggerating. He said it with a jokingly voice. But, like, everyone in there lost. And you just lose respect and then you start losing attention. And I don't know if it was, like, last minute if this guy knew he was coming in to speak to us. But that just shook me, man. Yeah, It shook me. (laughs) Like, I I left and I was like, dude, I look up to this guy. What? Like, I just met the the founder of Chuck E. Cheese and he's 10, 15 years older than this guy. He's, like, 95, about to pass away. And he's over here like giving every piece of advice, like just yeah. giving love to everyone. He's like, hey, I will wait in line if every single person wants to meet me. And this guy is over here saying, I have four different homes, right? And what's funny is this was when Redbox was like, I mean, poppin'. it was popping. <laughs> so it was like cool to be like, oh, yeah. uh, this but is him. But look at Redbox now. Yeah. Yep. yep. You know? and, and just the way he talked, I could tell it sounded like he had a lot of challenges in his life. His relationship with his wife and how he referred to her a couple times, yeah. little things.
0: And when you're a communicator, you look yeah. for those little yeah. subtle cues, right? And, and to be fair, like I, I will say this. Like if you're unethical, you can achieve like success, but it will not be sustained. Exactly. There's people that rob, that scam, that do all of those things. So I was talking to you earlier about the value, the four exchanges and the value. So like, I believe there's one people like exchange and then they get nothing in return, which is criminal. That's like a scam, you know what I mean? And there's two. You know, somebody may pay you, like, $10,000, but they only get, like, a few thousand dollars worth of value. And then there's number three, exchange in, like, fair value, okay? So, they, you people pay for a BMW, they get a BMW. They pay for a Mercedes, they get a Mercedes. That's how most businesses run. They're super successful people, and this is how I want to operate. This is what I always strive to operate for is exchange in abundance. I always want to give more than I take. Love that. And that right there, I feel like makes you limitless if you literally care about exchanging in abundance like if somebody invests with me if somebody like does business with me or has a friendship with me or any type of relationship with me like i want to give more than i actually take you know what i mean yeah and i just feel like if you do that and you're like ethical about it then like you will always win a hundred percent of the time give to win yes give to win and win like like truly be like limitless, like truly be limitless. You yeah. know. like <laughs> I, I love
1: that. I love that. And, and then it just taps into like if you live in an abundant state, you have gratitude, right? And you're giving a lot more. You're giving love. You're giving energy. You're giving time to Come people, <laughs> right? And it just opens up this special place, right? There's different ways to give. And my best guess is that you give when people reach out and you're not charging people and you're helping people get from point A. To whatever point B is, right? I want to make 10k a month, right? I want to do this. Um, Is it yours? Yours. Oh shit. What the fuck? Pat, don't call me when we're recording, man. Um, We'll cut that. So, the the two parts. (laughs) I was like, who is that? I was like, I always (laughs) keep my phone on. Do not disturb. It's me. Someone called through it. Yeah, it's me. Shit. Uh, okay. So the two points on giving is you will go out of your way to give for free, right? Like in, in certain senses, like maybe you just genuinely want to help, but I think there's different types of giving too. For me, I realize that when I am giving my time and financials, right? So I'm donating to a nonprofit every week or every other week. Right. But then I also try to give in person. And for me, my goal is volunteer in person, at least two hours biweekly or four hours a month. Right. Have you found that giving more for whatever reason, whether you want to call it the universe, higher power, God, Our Buddha
0: equals inflow.
1: Baby. How it just comes in faster yep. and faster. And, f- and it sounds counterintuitive when you don't have money is when you should give. hundred yep. percent. it sounds crazy, percent. but all of a sudden you're changing, right? It's not only the universe. You're changing your state. You're saying I have more than enough and it's a magical place. And Our I know you live in that
0: equals inflow. 100%. I agree. A thousand percent. I you love know? it. Like I'll be honest with you, like I don't even keep a, I don't even keep a bank account, you know. I literally like don't keep it more than ten thousand dollars in my bank account at any time, because like I constantly like move my money around, because I I have the ability to create. Yeah. And once you have the ability to create, like you don't need a bank. The only people who like save are people who truly do not understand like how to create money, unless you have like Accumulate a family wealth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 totally different. You have to like. Like, somebody can come to me and be like, okay, man, $100,000, I need that in two months. Okay, boom, done. Yeah. I'll get that to you. Like, there's nothing that, you know what I mean, yeah. that I can't, like, overcome. So, like, I'll be honest, like, most of my money goes to, like, my church. Like, I donate a lot of money to church. Love that shit. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's just automatic.
1: Yeah. And every time I give, like, I just smile. Like, yeah. that day is always exceptional. Like, that week, like, you just, you feel it, right? Yeah. And I think the, the point that I wanted to make about giving in person Is that you get to see the lives you're changing too, right? So it is cool to to send, you know, whatever, finding like send a check right to a program or or something. But I think it's also really important to get involved and actually see boots on the ground, like what's going on here, right? And (laughs) and for me, it's getting heavily involved in what what the number one challenge or problem most people would say America's finest city has, right? And the city's gorgeous. You can't, you know, what's the one thing that someone might say? That's anyone <laughs> in the world. Oh, home, homeless, homeless people. Man. Homeless people. Right. Yeah. And so what I continued to see was that, oh, I just don't understand the situation. Right. But I wanted to find a nonprofit and in the first year I was just trying to get involved and then realizing there's an organization called Streets for Hope. Right. And they meet every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. And so I joined a couple months ago. And it's wild because now I understand how they communicate and the challenges they're going through. It just humanizes the fact, right? Because it's easy to drive by them and it's easy to see the tweaker that's in the middle of the street. Like, and, and it's easy to maybe poke fun or like take videos of them, right? But then when you go and try to understand and you're coming from a loving state, not once did I, have I ever felt like intimidated or like I was gonna be injured. Like, they know you're there in a giving state and you learn about their problems, their challenges, yeah. man. Yeah. One of those things is, they will get like 10 to 15 or 20 of the homeless people that they can trust. So that's a big factor, right, in, in the homeless <laughs> yeah. community. But once you get like 10 to 15 others that you trust, they can afford to get a storage unit downtown. So what they do, whether it's gonna be a rainy day, or when it is during the day, when the sun's out, they all put their stuff in the same unit. But they trust each other, and so then they lock it up. It's locked. Yeah. And then when it's nighttime, they bring their stuff back out, you know, like set up camp. It's almost like a a camp, right? Yeah. Now, the other thing that I just want to mention here is if you ever want to donate tarps, that is by far the most asked or requested thing. I would never think that, right? Because when rain comes um, or it just keeps all of their things protected. It rains in California. Dude, you've been here long (laughs) enough. I know you just moved into the building like a month ago, but I know this is the rainy season the next Um, couple months but still it's nothing like the midwest right it's like it's like a mist um i i do want to hop in because i do want you to explain again here in a second to, to cap it off the four steps to being a millionaire and just at least give the the foundation because the way you teach it is unlike anything i've ever heard right you really do break it down in in a systematic way and this is how you've been coaching all of your clients and the people that are actually driven hungry coachable like they come to you knowing, all right, I'm willing to do whatever possible. I'm willing to give up whatever to make this happen. Um, What separates you from other salespeople?
0: Oh, man. Um, There's a couple of things. One, obviously, ethics. Two, I think um, technical skill, you know? and let me backtrack. By ethics, I mean like I genuinely care about people. Like I just believe that it's not about the money. You help people, money will come. Yeah, that is just the truth. Um, two technical skill. Like I just believe that I'm world class, and I'm constantly getting better when it comes to like sales because I actually understand communication. I actually understand that. And then um, number three, I wouldn't i'm not a salesman i'm I'm a closer yeah yeah. and there's a difference you know i feel like a lot of people don't realize that like there's a difference between being like an order taker and like a closer yeah an order taker is just like hey you want to buy my car 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 here's the statistics it's 480 horsepower four doors (laughs) exactly and anybody can like do that but like there's like very few as you know closers out there Mm -hmm. everybody wants a perfect situation but like your job as a closer is to take dog shit and turn it into gold it's literally the truth yeah you know people come at you with all these reasons on like why they can't win and why they like don't win and like once you like understand that really people will only tell you no for in my opinion one of three things they don't believe in like you Mm. or they don't believe in like the product right yeah Or they don't. But the main thing is they don't believe in like themselves and they don't believe they can actually do it. You know, and you got to help them like overcome that last part. Obviously, guys like us, we're not going to work for an unethical company. No, obviously we're trustworthy. So those two are out the window. So like let me show you how like, hey, man, like maybe this is just you. You don't believe in like yourself. Okay, maybe you try some stuff and like it fell like in the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> so that's literally it. That's the only thing. So like literally like and here's a gym for you guys, whatever, any excuse that somebody gives you if you're a closer, literally, oh, it's too expensive. Yeah, that's like exactly why you need to like do this. This is going to give you like the ability to like create money like you are already like broke. You need to do something different. Oh, I don't have time. Yeah, that's exactly why you need to do this. So you can, like, quit your job and, like, <laughs> I love it, have more time. Literally, that is, like, it. That thing is, like, so golden. Because, like, excuses are just people giving you reasons on why they believe they can't win. Yeah. Yeah. You got to peel back that on yeah. you. Now, I want re- to reverse it because you, you just brought up
1: a good And you said you got to start in the dog shit and move forward, right? And speaking of dog shit, mm-hmm.
0: what is the shittiest job you've ever had? Oof. Well, I'm still, like, active duty. So, um... <laughs> I <laughs> freaking, I just got through moving a whole warehouse full of stuff. I saw that was, the pictures, guys. This that is was terrible. It was covered in, like, you know, mouse poop and, like, mouse, like, piss, like, everywhere. It just, literally, it was the equivalent of moving about an entire car- apartment complex. That is, like, no cap. I saw the pictures. I saw the videos. Yeah. So, that, I mean, I get pretty much dirty doing that. And it, it's just, it's crazy because they don't know. None of them know what I do outside of the Navy. I drive a normal car. But I just come back to, like, the best penthouse in the city, and it's just, like, like, it's kind of surreal, you know? It's very surreal to know that, like, people in the military wouldn't even, like, qualify for my apartment. <laughs> yeah, and, and I want
1: to speak on something here, too, right? Because we yeah. met here in the building on the <laughs> rooftop, and it was brief, but at the second, I mean, within 10 seconds, like, yeah. All right, we're, we're definitely going to vibe. Um, you have a full-time job. How many hours a week are you working in the Navy? Like, I want to give context Four, to this. 45 to 50. 45 to 50 hours a week listeners, do we work that much? First off, he is closing the vast majority of that income in 45K a month currently is happening outside of those 45 hours, 45 to 50 hours a week in the Navy. So on the weekend, he's grinding. I had to convince him to do a little window so we could just get him on the podcast, right? <laughs> now, he probably won't bring that up. He's a humble guy. So I wanna make sure I speak to that. But congrats for you to, to get to this point, man, and yeah. to know where you came from, yeah. right? And, and like, most people can't go, th- or talk on that, right? I mean, a lot of people could have given up so early. I mean, from going to foster care and maybe feeling like, what did I do wrong? Why didn't my parents want me? And then having a dad and then maybe at one point saying like, you know, he gave up on me at that time, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going into the military, he didn't see in all the work you've put in, right? So I just wanna congratulate you, man, for the fact that you're here and it's so awesome that we get to meet at this point. And I know we're nowhere close to where we're headed and what we're creating and that's the most exciting part. But I do want to take a moment just to to appreciate not only our friendship, but, dude, you've made it to here. You want to hear you something made it to really hear? crazy?
0: That's right. You want to hear something really crazy? Literally, guys, the reason why I want to tell you, like, this stuff is, like, so possible, 11 months ago, I was living with a female. My ethics were, like, I was just, like, out of, like, ethics. And that's why I wasn't winning in life. 11 months ago, I was just getting robbed, literally, at gunpoint. I was staying with a girl. Uh, she set me up with, like like – the father, like, of her kids. I got robbed uh, at gunpoint. Um, I was living with her, you know, and I guess she felt like some type of way had like a change of heart. Her baby daddy or whatnot was like a gang member, you know. He came down, robbed me, like they took everything from me, and I was like, I had to go find a new place to like live, and like that taught me, you know, to like fix like my ethics. Literally, you know, I'll just be completely honest. Like I was living with her, but I still had like a girlfriend. Like I said, I was not, like, ethical, you know? And, like, that's when I really realized, you know, like, yo, I need to, like, get, like, my shit together. Yeah. You know, literally. And, like, once I realized you actually got to, like, be, like, ethical and be kind and, like, be in alignment, like, my whole life, like, changed. Like, I literally went from standing in projects, um, paying $300 a month in rent, to literally freaking living in a sky rise, to now I'm living in the best penthouse in the city, all within, like, the last 11 months. And, like, a year from now, (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know where I'll be.
1: Three months from now, you're likely out of the military. Yeah, which means doing a quor- at minimum of forty-five a quarter to fifty hours for a week that you currently don't have, man. Come on, man! You get to wake <laughs> up and actually start enjoying your apartment. Come on, <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's it's crazy, but it changes that fast, and that's the yep. beauty of a digital like business.
1: Just the digital landscape we live in. There's so much opportunity, and I- and I guess on that note, for anyone that's thinking about starting anything, given everything you know. What would you say to someone that goes, "I want to make 10k, not maybe in fitness, not in coaching, yeah, right, but like, what would that strategy be? What would you give in, in like a minute or two, advice for someone that wants to get to the point? You know what? Not even 10k, right? Let's say I want to get to 4k, because I think that's kind of a bare minimum where most people can afford their, really, their rent.
0: I think it's I, 10k, I think, man. 10k. Okay, is like 10k. The minimum yes, but I want me. to make it
1: achievable because, <laughs> okay, let's do 10k. What would you do? Because I, I agree, I agree. You have to, you have to set that realistic standard. What would you tell someone that doesn't know whatever
0: it is whatever you love to do you can make at least ten thousand dollars a month i don't care if you like walking dogs i don't care if you like playing chess it is very 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 easy and i know you say you don't want to do coaching but if you just turn your passion into like a coaching business because people need what you do there's people out there who want to learn how to play chess that want to learn how to properly walk a dog that want to learn how to you know work like a camera or like land a client you can share your talents with the world. So start an online coaching business. That is literally the number one way to change your life. Like I know no, you said, I, don't say coaching, no, but like no, that's no, the I, number one
1: yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, no, you're exactly right. You're exactly right.
0: Like if you, I, and again, you, we work with, yeah, I mean, uh, probably at least 40
1: to 50 uh, business coaches, consultants, paid speakers. So yep. yes, I'm around it. I agree. I see how it works. Get good at something that you love. Most people are already good it. at something. They which are. Is no. crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They and are. then identifying it, right? Yep. And that goes back to our, the earlier conversation yep. about identifying opportunity and like go find yourself.
0: Like, think about this. Like, people want to make ten thousand a month, and the reason why I say minimum because literally that is two five thousand dollar clients a month. Yeah, that is not hard to do. Yeah. That is n- you can't You're teach right. two people You're right. a skill. You kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, and the reason why the people just like they don't know what to do. Like me, I don't spend any money on ads. I've never run an ad in my life. I can't even spell ad. You know? And it's just like the truth. You know, you yeah. just follow the non-existence formula. I don't know if you want me to go like over that. Do it, do it. That's, that's I think is that's
1: it. good. So this is the four steps to, to being a millionaire
0: to literally a millionaire. So like if you're starting off on something and you wanna share your talents with the world, say you're like a model and you wanna become a model coach, nobody knows who you are. So you need to break out of non-existence, okay? So how do you do that? It's literally a simple four part formula. And this is like the same thing that I like teach multimillionaires and have consulting with multimillionaires on to explode their business. Number one, find a way to communicate with the group of people or people you need to get in communication with, okay? Number two, make yourself known, right? <laughs> and number three, identify their needs or wants. And number four, do present or produce their needs or wants. You do that four part formula? Could and you, you can do anything? Could
1: you re so go through those four again? Yep. But just give one example for each.
0: Oof. Okay. Okay, (laughs) this guy, he really likes you guys. That's a lot of value. It's literally super secret squirrel stuff right here. Um, So as far as finding a com line, find a way to get in communication with the group of people. Um, You can run ads. That's what people, most people do. Uh, I do a little bit different. Like I just hit people up on like, honestly, like on Facebook, Facebook groups um pertaining to like whatever it is. Say you wanna like, you know, to be a dog walker, go put in the word dog walker. <laughs> like go put in dog walker in like Facebook groups. It'll be like groups of like thirty or fifty or forty thousand people. It's insane. Um number two, just make yourself known. Introduce yourself, right? Number three and that's where you got to kind of understand communication figure out a way to identify what they need or like want from you what are they trying to learn what problem are they trying to solve because at the end of the day, you got to help people solve problems if you're not trying to help people solve problems and you want to become rich you're delusional Amen. you're delusional yeah. the, you the, know the bigger the problem yep. in their life the more they'll pay him. exactly um and number four just show them how you can like help them overcome that and that, you do you follow that four Step formula, like you can literally charge people ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars and like people will literally like pay and they'll be happy. Happy. Happy <laughs> to to pay. Yeah. Because they know they're yeah. getting from point A to B. And, and you need a
1: guide, you need a Yoda to yep. help, right? Like exactly. you need someone that the that is there in your corner that's already been there, yep. right? Take advice from people you're willing to switch shoes with. Don't take advice from people. Don't take don't advice from advice. broke people. You don't take diet <laughs> advice from a fat person, right? Yeah. Like, it, I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's it happens all the time. I caught myself freshman, sophomore year of college taking some advice at times from people that I probably shouldn't have. Just Whether ethics. it's relationships, right? Yep. Don't take advice from your friends that aren't yep. in relationships or successful relationships. They exactly. don't have the same values in exactly. a relationship,
0: right? It's, it's ethics, man. Yeah, That's ethics. all it is. Congruency
1: is yep. the other way I think you mm-hmm. can put it, too. And... Where is all of this going for you? You speak about, you know, doing a million a month, and <laughs> I know very few people that, that actually have the ability, the systems, and, and the mindset, and the work ethic to do it. I have no doubt you'll be doing it the next six years, or six, six months, 12 yeah. months, whatever, right? Yeah. Why the hell do you wanna do a million a month? Like, what is the big picture? So Where I, are you So I,
0: I have a goal, um, and my goal is about impacting people. I wanna create, personally, create 10,000 millionaires in the US alone. And I wanna create 100 billionaires, personally, That is my goal, and I just believe that anybody can be – it's so easy to become a millionaire. It is literally very, very easy. All you got to do is be disciplined and be ethical, be kind, be courteous, actually care about helping people and, like, you know, have the right information. That is it. Yeah. You know, you can even have just a good idea. So (laughs) it's funny because you explain it, and it is
1: easy. But when you break down the discipline, the coach, right, or, like, who's the guide, um, the routine, and – whatever, the consistent, like all of this, that's what's not easy for most people because they're not currently doing mm. it. Yep. But once you start doing it, you realize, damn, this life is good. Yep. You wake up every morning. Why I love waking up at 4.15. I am Come on. so excited yep. because of the unknown in the day. Yep. I am excited because I know I'm living congruent and I don't know what awesome shit's gonna happen yeah. today. <laughs> that... It's crazy. This is new to me, right? This is new to me in the last six months. This has been a lot of work in the making, right? And I still have a long ways to go, but that's a magic spot, man. And and I love where you're going with it. I mean, you, you want to give back. What I love is you didn't just explain your goals and like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to make, I want to be a billionaire. Mm -hmm. Right. And then at that point, you know, I'm going to travel or something. Right. It's, it's solely focused. It's not how much you want to earn, but it's how many people you want to serve. Right. And I think that's a big differentiator, big differentiator. If you're writing your personal goals, don't write, I want to make 10 K a month right? I need to serve 2 5k clients a month at the highest level, right? Like smart goals then would be the next level, right? Make sure you're holding yourself accountable. Now moving forward, if you're helping all of these individuals and I know you're helping individuals at pretty much every age range, but they have to be disciplined. They actually have to be willing to take action. So for anyone that might be listening to this in our interview and can really relate with any aspect of your life and just the way you see life, how can they get involved? How can they get in contact with you?
0: Um, I'm open to having a conversation with anybody like that's just the truth. But if I'm being like completely transparent, they can, you can, I'm sorry. You can hit me up on Instagram, uh, fashion underscore the letter N, the letter D underscore fit. So fashion and fit. Um, however I do, and it's something I struggle with people over 30, like 30 seems to be that magic number when it comes to like this online coaching or making Mm -hmm. ways of making money online, they just don't get it. Yeah. they're lost it's like they're not open to like new like information and like they still are stuck in that like get a job like work like till you're like 60 or start a traditional business go 300,000 dollars in debt just to start a business yeah they don't realize like with the internet literally next month you can be making 20,000 a month yeah and it's very very easy as long
1: as you have the template right yep. like there's there's systems there's YouTube videos that show you how to tutorials yeah but most people aren't willing they yep. don't want things bad enough in life. So yeah. they don't take time to go do it, right?
0: I don't recommend they do YouTube.
1: No, no, I'm, I'm giving an example that yeah. there's information out oh, there. Oh, yeah. 100%. Right? I mean, there's Linda, there's, there's all these different ways that you yep. can do it. I think getting a coach or a mentor is definitely makes a lot more sense. But I think there's a foundational place to start, yep. right? To maybe see where your interest is. And 100%. I know that helped me a lot because I've probably purchased. 30 or more Linda courses and and, um, (laughs) what are the other websites? Udemy. Uh, Udemy. I love Udemy. Just throughout time. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I love that So I'll put in the description, his Instagram handle, reach out. He's here to help. You can reach out to to me too, at Connor Paulson. We're here to help. Again, Sean, I want to thank you for your time, man. This is awesome. So episode two, coming to a conclusion. Now, for anyone that didn't catch episode one with Kevin Dana, not only is a Mormon, 22 years old, that was the previous episode where we actually broke down some of the things. And what I love is the amount of similarities and parallels that you've explained, right? <laughs> and for anyone that hasn't caught the first one, I know Oscar, the, the man that brings all of this together, the video, the electronic, just the magic man behind <laughs> the screen, saw, is nodding his head in agreement. So if you haven't watched that, these, you're gonna start to learn every episode and I'm just starting to see this trend that there are a lot of things in common and ways certain people think and the ways certain people take actions. And so be courteous. Moving forward, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube, a new podcast drops, this one. Um, So make sure you're looking. That would be 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we will see you on the inside.